Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb on for a Fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Monkey Talk Man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name's Rob Florence and oh man, the lockdown continues, but I'm joined by my, 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 my beautiful, beautiful buddy here, Gredo, sitting there across the across the virtual table with me. How are you doing, Gredo? I'm all right. I mean, I'm a wee bit gutted. I just went and scrolled through Twitter there and apparently Burnison has just pipped two doors down to the best comedy. But do you know what? I'm going to be with the better man and say, well done, mate. Congratulations on winning the best Comedy Award. Best comedy at the RTS Awards. Thanks very much. What I heard was it wasn't it wasn't really a pip. It was a by a mile is what I heard. Right. Get, I mean, get. well, that just shows you. I mean, what? <laughs> I mean, what? How many episodes did you do? One episode. One episode, mate. So what? Would it take you a week? Uh, look, never you mind. Never you mind. No, thanks very much. Award shows are a lot of nonsense, though. I think everybody should win. Everybody should win the prize. Everybody should win the prize. And hey, let's say there's something else is important. Uh, it was a certain, as we're recording this just now, it's a Wednesday. Uh, I know the show goes out on Friday, but last night, yesterday, was your birthday, Grado. It sure was, yeah. Uh, happy birthday to you, brother. What did you do? Did you do anything special? I done radio in the morning. I went and worked in the front line for a couple of hours. Come back up the road, and that, that was about mate. I had a steak for my dinner. I got a friend cooked me a lovely steak. Um, I got a message. Aye. I got a wallet, mate. A wallet, a new wallet, nice. Aye, aye. at least fancy one, man. So, <laughs> aye, it was good, mate. And then uh, I got a text from the WWE champ, happy birthday. And I thought to myself, that's funny, WWE champion wishing me yeah, happy birthday on my birthday. It was Drew, aye, but you know what I'm saying? But that's funny, just like it, things like that, you just go, fuck, he's a WWE champion. What are you doing, man? 32, mate. Devastated, man. Do you remember when you were 32? Oh, it was a long time ago, mate. <laughs> ten years ago, ten years ago for me. 32, it's a we know, ten years apart. Mm-hmm. That's cool. What, You're just I mean, a kid, mate. What a shit going up for the for a pee in the middle of the night. That's all started happening. <laughs> you don't do that, no? Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pee in the middle of the night, no. Just pee in bed. Mate? Just pee in bed, mate. You get the fuck out of Get the rubber sheets on. No, I don't. You don't need to worry about any of that. You need to take a look at that, mate. Grey hairs. Right. Let's oh, move on. Oh, knee hairs, mate. Knee hairs. Try that. So let's, last week, we, listen, we want to keep this episode, we want to belt through this episode because we have got a fantastic interview for you. Uh, we've got Shah Samuels back on the show, friend of the show, Shah Samuels back on the show. 
and we are getting the full lowdown on the World of Sport saga when World of Sport came back to ITV. I thought it was time to finally get the story out of Shan Grado, two people who were on the front line of that thing, uh, to find out what happened with World of Sport. So you find out on this show. So we'll keep everything else brief because you've got you're going to find out some stuff in this episode. Let me tell you. No, definitely want to get the World of Sports story out there. Um, because there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. And uh, I just tried my hardest to get that show on the telly. Tried my hardest. So um, whatever it took, I wanted it to be on TV. Obviously, it had its ups and its doings. And then obviously, in the end up, we had a series. But it's that was, you know, that's two years ago. AEW is on ITV. So we just talk about how it came about, who contacted us. What happened? Don't spoil it. Any spoilers, mate? You, you're going to, if, you, if you've never, hit, this has probably not been told anywhere, so I'd like to think this is probably one time we really actually do have a mega exclusive. This is an exclusive. This is an exclusive. Yep. Now, last week, Danilo, if you remember, one of your great listeners, uh, challenged the wrestling daft audience to ask a non-wrestling fan to form a six-person stable for wrestlers that they'd heard of, right? So mm-hmm. Rod Zilla got in touch. His partner, Lois Jane, goes, The Rock... Hulk Hogan, Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Ronda Rousey, and Roman Reigns. That's a hell of a, that's a good wee stable, that, isn't it? Think that's all right. I mean, if somebody that doesn't, they don't like wrestling, these people. Well, it's people that don't really know wrestling, so it's just oh, like ones right. of Ben, Ben get in touch, and his wife, in reverse order, right, says, Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Kylo the Cat's dad, that's Zack Ryder, the, ve- the vegan one, Daniel Bryan Kevin the Vampire Kevin Thorne <laughs> You must have seen him in there Yeah A New Day Mr. Cut As they count as four people If you include their trumpet Trombone Haggishead Helmsley Go in touch uh, And said That his partner says The Rock Jeff Hardy Kane Undertaker Finn The Irish guy with the body And <laughs> Hacksaw Jim Slaughter <laughs> I was actually thinking about Finley But then I realised She means Oh yeah 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 Finn yeah. Balor I. And uh, the current wrestling daft champion, Jordy Coyle, asked his girlfriend, and she replied, Bret Hart, obviously. Then the T-shirt one I bought you, the Heartbreak Kid. Uh, you know his name? Not as that AJ Styles. <laughs> so not. Then, then she said AJ Styles. Then Rey Mysterio, as Leah, their daughter, never took the mask off. CM Punk and the one with the Bellas. Ah. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. See, the Bellas had a big go. impact. And folk. I, I remember my, my, my sister, who's never seen wrestling, and a life asking me if I knew Paige. And I was like, I heard ah. you know Paige. You know what I mean? That did have a big crossover, that, that show. It did, it did. It really did, but it's total bellies now, and it's shite, isn't it? Mind Grado, you were asking last week what uh, channel WCW was on back in the day on a Friday night. Alan get in touch to answer this, uh, saying that Nitro was in TNT on Fridays at 9, and then Rob was on Sky Sports at 10, and Bravo started showing ECW Hardcore TV. Ah, now, that is true to an extent, but I know that in its dying oh. days, WCW was deaf. The night the night that WWF bought over WCW, that was on Bravo because I still have the tape. But the, I was just wanting oh. to lead up if it was TNT. Okay, okay. Definitely. Um, in fact, I think they actually showed it on a Thursday. I could be wrong. You could correct me on that. If somebody wants to defo confirm that WCW was defo on Bravo, I'm sure it was. This is, a, this is dramatic. I can't wait yes. to find out. Um, so we were wanting to know if you've ever been abused by a wrestler as well. Uh, we, what we mean by that is if you've ever had some abuse by a wrestler. Maybe we're heading into dangerous territory there, asking if you've ever been abused by a wrestler. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. 
spray paint Scott got in touch and said he was incredibly drunk at an early OTT show and was slowly chanting steroids at John Moss, right? Johnny Moss, big Mossy. He was getting really pissed off at one stage and stared at me and I nearly shat myself and then he then shouted hemorrhoids at me. Aye. Mossy's one of the funniest guys you'll ever meet. And he would have probably fin- he would have been lapping that up that you were shouting Mossy uh, steroids at him. He wouldn't have took that to heart. He would have loved that as a good bit of heat. That's, that's fucking funny, hemorrhoids. Yeah, he, he, he is great. And that's one of the reasons why he's at the performance center now, isn't it? Really? Yeah, just a guy that loves wrestling. And, mm-hmm. um, Thomas, get in touch, says, my mate Michael was getting Jester, Jack Jester abuse at a show until he clocked him. Quickly clamped him after that. <laughs> after Did Big Jester clocked him, man, with his eyes. You've seen man. He's mad eyes, man. <laughs> that's, that's like what a lot of my family will always say. Who's the guy with the eye? Who's him with the eye? Him with the eye, I like him. Jester's got his back turned. He's like, oh, who's the eye? He's a good-looking guy with a kind of, a kind of black hair. That must be his natural colour, that black hair. That looks good, that black beard. That's his natural black beard. Look at him. He looks good, and then he turns... You see the eye, man. You shrink. Hemorrhoids. They show you. <laughs> Lungy says, when I was a kid, I saw Giant Haystacks wrestle and I went and asked for his autograph and he took a lolly with something out his mouth and, <laughs> and threw, threw it square off my forehead. <laughs> that's that's old, fucking that's great. One. That's what I I remember when I was a wee guy. Right, we've got stories of... Sorry, when I was a wee, a wee guy, I remember... I was talking. I was I was so watching wrestling at Blackpool or something like that, and there was a, a there was a, a guy, a kind of guy. It was about maybe ten years older than me. Must have been like, I think at the time I must have been about fourteen. This guy must have been at twenty four, and he was saying that when he was a wee boy, he was at a hang with his dad, and they saw Mick McManus wrestling the world of sport. And he says that after the show, they went to it, and Mick McManus was there, and they went up to get an autograph after Mick McManus, and Mick McManus just pulled his faggot, his mouth, and flung his faggot at them. <laughs> We I love that. I love that. <laughs> that's weird one. That's that's old school. Yeah, I mean, I've ever Did you ever? Did you ever? Um, did you ever go into the tribute shows, Rob? Nah, nah. No, nah, you want to? I mean, I went to one and another. They used Klondike Kate. You remember Klondike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, she she's lost so much weight now, but she was used in the the eighties, the nineties, and she and she was she was a scary woman. Aye. I mean, short, but man, fucking massive, massive. And I remember having a, a tub of popcorn. I think I must have been about 10, 11 at the Irvin Magnum at one of these tribute shows. And I fucking scudded a bit of popcorn off her head. And she was fucking raging. She moved the barriers, started to walk towards me. Didn't run, done that slow walk. I mean, I fucking, I bailed, man. I bailed. And I always <laughs> remember that. And I remember meeting her at a show later on in life when I was wrestling. And she's the nicest woman in the planet. She, she couldn't remember it, but I was, we think that stuck in my mind. I mean, I shot myself there. Shot Aye. myself. Sweet. I love stories like that. Um, Stuart Barnes says, one night at the garage, my pal was signaling Leila Rose to come down for the balcony for a chat. She came down. He went over. Came back a minute later. And he said, if I look at her again, She'll kick fuck at me. <laughs> look at me again, I'll kick fuck at you. <laughs> have you ever uh, <laughs> have you ever done anything you regret to a member of the audience or anything? Credo what a match? Um just I remember I have told you the goat story, ain't I? I don't know. No, yeah. No, this should the fucking I remember the, the, the there was a guy in the, the crowd that had Gredo as goat. 
in the, in the crowd. Now, mm-hmm. I had no idea that meant greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so I fucking made my entrance, made my entrance and saw that sign and went, yeah, fucking cheeky bastard. I thought he was like, calling me like a goat. I thought, fucking prick. So, I mean, it was, it was a kind of, I think it was a kind of dark match type thing. So I remember I just got up to the ground and just fucking get right in his, you see smiling, I'm wondering why he's smiling, I fucking gave him the finger right to his face and everything, I'm going, you're a fucking prick, you're a prick, you. And then I go backstage, man, I'm like, some country they call me a goat. Like, yeah, man, greatest of all time. I felt terrible, man. <laughs> if you might get in touch with us about any of that, or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft or Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast or just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or email wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Now, every week we like to separate the good for the bad in wrestling, the, the Chewbacca's for the Jar Jar Bink. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want to bury, Credo? <clears throat> oh, I don't want to bury the WWE Network. Tell you the reason why. Because mm-hmm. I have watched this fucking Undertaker documentary week after week after week. And um, obviously Sunday was a very sunny day. I was at my back door drinking, all the rest of this. He's a lead Undertaker documentary that's due today to the morrow. So I had a full night, Sunday night, can't wait to the morrow. Now, I've got my girlfriend into it as well. She's actually watched it because she likes the kind of documentary style stuff. Aye. And I get waking up Monday morning and fucking going to watch it. And it's fucking known to the middle of June. What's that all about? What? What is that all about? Is that because they want... Aye, the next episode isn't to the middle of June. So I'm taking it that's to try and pull folks, you know, stoke folks, uh, cancelling their subscriptions, trying to rip the arse right out of it. I just thought that was shocking. Absolutely shocking way to uh, treat your consumers. Mm. Do you know what it'll be? The WWE have just offered part of the network for free. So I wonder really? if it's something to do with that because they put it on free and then they'll, they'll, they'll then start teasing it up on the free version so you then buy I saw that because what you're getting in the free version you're getting total bellies and all that shit aren't you you're getting all that stuff for free aren't you aye table with three and all that ride along stuff that they do aye aye so I was, that's all I really wanted to bury me because I, I fucking was so excited for watching the third because I think this episode was the, the Goldberg episode where he, he wrestles Goldberg and uh, fucking Saudi Arabia or whatever it was so aye I was gutted at that mate That's and I and put over a fucking idea man there you go there you go. That's a, a hell of a rant, that. Fuck's sake. Sorry, for a, sorry. For a, hang, for a hang, it costs just a tenner a month today, <laughs> and in fact, it might be free at the minute. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, who am I wanting to bury? Am I wanting to bury anything? I don't think I want to bury anything. Obviously, there's been some wrestlers just being a bit daft in there, online and stuff like that, with everything that's going on, with, with the situation that's happening just now in America and stuff like that, and that... Um, the protesting and there's just some wrestlers just sticking their oar in and just saying stupid things and all that. But wrestlers always say stupid things. I'm not going to bury anybody for it because wrestlers are, some wrestlers are, you know, wrestling is a wide, you, you get a wide array of different personalities and people of different political leanings and stuff like that. It's as wide as the world, wrestling, you know what I mean? So you're always going to get, if you're going it's to start, normal. if you're going to start burying people, you're going to be fucking burying everybody, you know what I mean? Right. Let's see what Louise has got to say. She says, I want to bury and put over the use of Barry and put over hmm. the use of Jeff Hardy's drunken disorderly storyline in WWE for two reasons interesting was it Barry the fact that WWE even used it because of Jeff Hardy's history she wants to put over the use of the WWE hacker and how he or she will get Jeff 
off the hook. How do you feel about that? Them using Jeff's real life issues in a storyline. I've no idea if if Jeff is completely comfortable with it. I mean, I'm sure he's got to that point in his career where he can really flat out refuse stuff. But the only the only thing I heard about that it was, you know, I like to listen to Cornet, and he was going on about how the the police that they used they try they, I mean they try to make it as real as possible, but the police were saying shit to Jeff like, "Come on, you're going downtown. You're coming downtown for questioning." You know, right? And Trump, eh, Trump, fucking Cornet, Cornet was basically. Oh, <laughs> Kilnet was basically saying, "Look, that's Disney with the fuck. Have you ever been arrested? The police don't fucking say he'd know. He'd know. He's been fucking arrested enough times to know that the police don't use that power. I've not actually seen it. I'm, I'm interested to see it, um, but I'm surprised with it as well that they want to go down that road and show. But they, but you know what? They done it before with TNA. They done it. Remember after the stuff with, with Sting. Um, they, they put that in their storyline, so I don't know if he wants to keep it. If he's comfortable, it's his thing. I think it's his thing. He's a complicated individual, right? It's all he's always been sold like that, Jeff Hardy. That he's a complicated guy with complex issues and stuff like that. And I'm sure if they're doing a storyline like that, I would imagine anyway that Jeff is across it and, and is, is fine with it. Bronze Cello wants to put our NXT cage fight for last Wednesday and the announcement of Riddle to SmackDown, the Inner Circle Pep Rally, and the ending pull apart. He wants to bury, not a lot, a great week. (laughs) 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 He wants to bury, (laughs) not a great week of wrestling, but the lack of hoop talk on this show lately. Grado, how's the hoop going? How is the hoop going? That's a great question. I would say that my arse ruined my birthday because (laughs) I just, I go home for my work and I just couldn't shite. I couldn't shite. But what I could do was fart. I was letting off. And it was they kind of no welfare. So uh, I'm at my I'm with my bird and basically I I had to get up every five or six minutes to stick my airs out into the hallway to do a fart and then jump back into bed because the farts were that stinking. I didn't want to gear the boat because it was embarrassing. We've been with each other for a year, but I still don't like to fart like that in front of my bud. So my, but, but, but you're fine with talking about it in front of a massive audience. On I mean, podcast. I don't care. I'm fine with that. I don't, as I say, if people people are interested, mate. Look, you see, there's some country. Isn't it? There you go. They want to know. They want to know the down about my hoop. My hoop played up on my birthday and was a major part of me. No one enjoys my birthday as much as I should have. There you go. Sorry, your ass ruined your birthday. Makes me feel sad. Andy Lang. Oh, here, Andy Lang. see one thing. The one more funny thing, right? The funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is somebody telling their ass to fuck off. <laughs> I used to I used to, to to room with Jeremy Borash right, and he's got IBS as well, right? Mm-hmm. So now and again, we were prone to a flare up. One is, mm-hmm. and I, the funniest thing I've ever witnessed in my life, he kept if he, he fought it all night, right? And I'm not selling it because I don't want to embarrass the boy, right? It's you know, and I'm as I say, I'm saying I don't want to embarrass him. But it got to the point, and he went, fuck off, these ass. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and somebody was somebody telling their ass to fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> so much fucking hatred, man. Just fuck off. <laughs> it's the fucking funniest thing I've ever fucking seen. Andy Lang wants to put all the reintroduction of Dominic Mysterio to our screens as an element to what could just be a retirement angle. We'd love to see him in the ring at some point. Better frog splash than his old boy last year. 
Um, yeah, he's Dominic. He? Dominic. Dominic. Yeah, he's Dominic's bank in the picture. Is so is he wrestling? Well, uh, I what does he wear? <clears throat> he's Please? just like a big boy, isn't he? He's no like he doesn't wear. Is he in matches? No, he's he's just hovering about this storyline you now. Ray Mysterio is supposedly retiring. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Fuck off your mouth. <laughs> uh, Sean wants to put all that company at Grado used to work for. Who was that again? Was it... Uh, Five-star wrestling? Uh, for that cracking wee promo they did for Slammiversary. Very uh, in uh-huh. WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump for being a mad fascist. He was a effing waste of S-P-U-N-K. Why are you spelling it out? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's disgusting. That's what I'm spelling it out. Uh, so the Slammiversary promo, I believe, was that no the one that we were discussing? I think it was it no just out last night or something. Was it no just recently with the, it's the one I think they're talking about where it's just went Breaking news releases and all this. It's like a newscaster and it cuts to EC3, Eric Young, you know, Spud, uh, Luke Gallows, Carol Anderson. The, the, the teasing who, who's going to be Slammiversary, it's a Slammiversary promo. Oh, but but, but would, it, would, really it, it, would it have been David Sahadi that produced it though, probably? It would right? have been probably I, him or Eric Tompkins. Who we had I'm, obviously I'm sure that's on this show. And that was one of my favourite interviews we've ever done, was that Sahadi was one. So if, but, you've no, if you've no, um, heard that David Sahadi episode you need to go back because if, I, I think if you go back and listen to that one you'll realise that David Sahadi is responsible for a lot of your greatest memories um, when it comes to wrestling and Big Money wants to put out Apollo Crews' new raw push slowly getting better at promos and a really good wrestler hope it goes well for him um, Apollo Crews what do you think Gredo? lovely guy Uha Nation I remember him on the scene a couple you of must years have ago him. you must have been on shows with him a lot huh? I was on with him in the Barton I was on him in Preston a number of times um, just a cracking big guy, man, and the way he can jump about the ring, he's great. Aye, he's I thought he'd been released, man. I feel bad, you know. What I mean? No, no, he's 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 getting the push now. Andy five oh eight eight wants to bury the Jeff Hardy storyline. They did the same stuff with Scott Hall. Horrible taste. When we talk about realistic stories, that's not what we mean. What do you want then? <laughs> I don't know. Do we want really? realistic stories? Do we want realistic stories? I don't know. I don't think we want realistic stories. I don't, I don't want realistic stories. Story. A realistic, realistic story stories. is somebody fucking no getting us shopping. I don't want. Remember, I, mean? I told. Remember, I told you. I've told you many a times that Hustle in Japan was one of my favorite wrestling promotions, and I told you about that time. Yinling, the, the big egg laid an egg after she get the mist. So you loved it. Stuff. That's what I'm wanting. Mm-hmm. Put all the hey, Andy wants to put over the NXT fight pit. Crazy. That it's 2020 and people are still coming up with new and interesting gimmick uh, matches. Cornette put that over this week on his podcast as well. He's, that was exactly what he said. He said it's, it's finally somebody comes up with something that's original. I don't know what it is. You only think I've not seen it. I've not seen it. It looks great. Basically, it is like a cage, but they've taken the rope. They've taken the ropes away, so it's just a pure cage. And then they put you can't uh, win by getting over it. You have to tap them out or uh, give them a uh, knock them out with a ten count, and they put like a balcony around the cage as well, so you can do big high spots from the balcony. It looks really, really good. Oh, wow. Well, it's quite scaffolding, isn't it? I'm going to have to look at a picture of it as well. Right. Sorry, folks. I know this is bad podcast stuff, but I'm going to go and look at a picture of this. I better like it or I'm going to say, 
fight pit, shite pit, man. Like, I, I mean, I just don't like when they try and cross through the kind of MMA stuff with the wrestling. I just but it, it made sense because it was uh, Riddle's last match in NXT. And he was fighting. Well, that. It would make sense to you. Oh, right, it <laughs> makes sense to me. He's been in the squared circle. He's fucking lived, breathed, bled, sweated inside the squared circle. Don't you fucking tell him it makes sense. Correct. All these messing about things. Remember when they fucking turned the ring back into six sided at TNA? I mean, I struggled to fucking fold, never mind six fucking sides. <laughs> 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 no, the fight pit's pretty cool. But it Aye, just, sorry, mate. It, it looks like they're just playing to the um, MMA audience. You know what I mean? Aye. Right, so, um, who else? One mayor. Let's do one mayor. Paddy, the Ouija might be in trouble with this one. Barry Nia Jax. She's got to go back to the performance centre and learn how to improve before she seriously damages somebody. She's already injured. Becky, Kyrie Sane, twice. Selena Vega, Ember Moon, Bailey, Charlotte, no doubt a few others. Also, once they bury me to the SmackDown matches. <laughs> That's but, the buckle bomb get, the thing that she done. I well no, she flung um, did she flung Kyrie Sane into the, the stairs, didn't she? The steps, I think. Right. Kyrie Sane just for some reason just fucking launched herself heat first straight into them. Cool. For me, it's Kyrie Sane's fault. I could be wrong. And wants to put it over, but I wouldn't dare to suggest to you, Grado, that it was Kyrie Sane's because I know you've been in the ring, you fucking right, want right. me to suggest to you what it's like. But I'd let you do it because you've put on a show and you've actually tagged with me before. Oh, no. Tagged with you, I've actually trying. wrestled. I've, I've, I've wrestled. Sorry. You know, I've actually, I have actually wrestled, John, so. He's wrestled, mate. You know, I've taken a, a Mishinoku driver off uh, Red Lightning in the main event, the final main event ever in Kelvin Hall, right? So don't, let's just remember that. Paddy the Ouija wants to put over as well. Good to see decent wrestling matches again. Shorty G versus Cesaro was excellent. So I'd put all them along with the Impact Slammiversary teaser. We'll need to watch that. It'll probably be a one after a COVID lockdown as some will move on to Japan, but it has the makings of a good PPV. And that's all you can ask for fair promo. You don't get many actual Ouija's corner sell Ouija's, do you? Paddy no. the Ouija? You must be for Edinburgh, Paddy the Ouija. Aye, that's what I thought. Right, Patreon. It's all about the content. You can get Murphy Wrestling Daft to keep you entertained during lockdown by signing up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. We've set up three tiers which you can choose to get involved with at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Tier one, cruiserweight champion, $4 a month. On that, you get patron only chat community, ad free versions of all the episodes, early access, random bonus content, the video version of the Marks podcast, and you can vote on what you want to see featuring the list of wrestling daft. Tier two, intercontinental champion, 10 bucks a month. You get everything in tier one as well as the video version the podcast each week bonus episode once a month and Grado has once again ducked that interview but says he will do it as we do chapter one at it fucking worse all weekend mate however up there now you can get the Marks report card for the year one of AEW and these guys know their stuff on the Marks podcast they watch wrestling man. and you can join our Patreon pay-per-view parties tier three world heavyweight champion $20 a month everything in the previous tiers as well as Free tickets to every live event once we're allowed to go to self-isolation again, as long as you're signed up. A free wrestling daft shirt of a design of your choice. You must sign up for a minimum of three months to get these tough quality shirts. Plus to get to feature on one of your shows as one of the marks. You can be a mark on one of your shows. So if you fancy that and becoming one of your patrons, sign up now at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft as we want to welcome you to our roster. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You just made the list! This week on our Patreon, we asked for you guys to vote on a list of wrestling daft. Now, remember, you can vote for this by signing up for $4 a month at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. And me and Grado certainly would appreciate you doing that because our industries have shut down. This week, Adam Cole became the longest reigning NXT champion. So it was his best NXT champions, that list, up against the funniest moments in wrestling, that list. As let's face it, it was a bit shite just now. We wanted to laugh. But 80% of the vote was, of course, the funniest moments in wrestling that won it. Uh, so I'm going to do my top three. The tricky one, this, the reason why this is a tricky one for me was I didn't want to pick anything that was inadvertently funny. I wanted to pick stuff that was planned to be funny for the get-go, right? And unfortunately, you know what? I'm going, to, I'm going to bring a new one in, I think. I'm going to bring a new one into the list because the danger is I could pick stuff or run about the one era, right? But I'm not going to do that. So here we go. At number three. It's a new entry. It's a new entry because it's something that just happened this very year. And it is Chris Jericho cutting a promo on that drone in that empty arena as my number three. And AEW just recently owned um, Matt Hardy's drone with Vanguard. Is it Vanguard 1? Vanguard 1. Okay, no we way. think about it, Vanguard. All the power will lie in the propellers. Your propellers will be spinning. He wants everybody. All the money you're going to make will be pouring bubbly right down your gas tank. All those Instagram drone models will be flocking around wherever you go. You'll be smoking the finest of mechanical cigars. To see this proud professional wrestler, storied legendary wrestler standing there cutting a promo and a silent drone floating in an arena is just one of the funniest. It's, It's up my street. That's the kind of comedy that's up my street. So that's my number three. My number two for funniest stuff ever in the history of pro wrestling has got to be, we've spoken about it before on this podcast, uh, Big Show's father's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. You like to go out with a man like me? No, you don't. You suck a <laughs> no, 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 you don't. Hell no. <laughs> That's a good one, by the way. Big Show's father's funeral. We, uh, big boss man turning up with a Blues Brothers car, dragging the dragging the, the coffin away. Big Show jumping on the coffin and sliding about falling off the coffin. Listen, doesn't it get much better than that? <laughs> it doesn't get much better than that. We have remembered it for years. And my number one... To put it simply, this is, a, this is a merely a tricky one. My number one funniest stuff, I think, ever in the history of wrestling, I think it's incredibly underrated, this, was Stone Cold Steve Austin's heel run during the invasion, oh. where him and Kurt Angle with their cowboy hats. All right, this is a little queen. You remember the old rock band queen? This, you'll really like this. This is a little more current. 
I rewrote some of the words. <laughs> I am the champion, my friend, and I'll go out fighting to the end, cause I am the champion. It was an incredible period. Uh, with Stone Cold hugging Vince McMahon and the camera turning around and Stone Cold just staring like a psychopath right. into the camera and stuff. Kurt just, Angle with, with the fucking, with the wee cowboy hat. yippee Kaye, The wee tiny cowboy hat. These were the best, the funniest uh, promos. Every single time it would cut backstage and you had Vince McMahon, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kurt Angle standing there, you knew that something special was going to be happening. The guy's just... Hi. Stone Cold Steve Austin is just one of the greatest to ever do it because Aye. the fact that a guy who could go from being this absolute badass babyface to being suddenly this hilariously weird, a hilariously weird heel, um, brilliant. I think that guy's brilliant. So that's my top three. Can I tell one that I liked when I was a wee boy and I was 12? Mm-hmm. Um, it will probably sound shite telling it back now, and I have actually tried to find it on YouTube and I can't do it, but it was during the invasion era and Perry Saturn had just started to go a wee bit kind of fucking loopy mm-hmm. and he was caring about that mop and moppy aye moppy but it was just at the kind of right at the very start of it and Paul Heyman was obviously in charge mm-hmm. of the alliance and he he pulls Perry aside and he, he's trying to get him to enjoy enjoying enjoying the alliance the invasion whatever the fuck you call it and it's the, it sounds like he's about it but he's, Heyman's getting right in Perry's here and he's gone Perry, we need you to join the invasion. Oh, this Moppy, forget about it. You are such a great wrestler. You would be so beneficial to be in this team. Invasion are taking over. We want you to join. Perry, he goes on for a good two minutes, man. I'm gone. Where's this gone? So, Perry, what do you think? Will you join the Alliance? And Perry goes, Sausages. <laughs> one was even when I was twelve year old. I remember when they laugh at it now, but I remember at the time going, "That's fucking hilarious." I'm just having a serious conversation, and you totally forget that Perry's got this fucking this this loopy gimmick and just bang right back at you. Messages. Beautiful, beautiful. Let's see what the punter says. Our patron Derek Donaldson. Hey, remember our roster? How you doing, Derek? Says Titus and Neil falling under the ring. However, that was inadvertently funny. I said, I'm going to call these out here. I'm going to call these out here. Nathan McIntosh, Austin emerging out of the dairy section like a milky Terminator when he fought Booker T in a supermarket. One of my favourite segments ever. Fucking brilliant. Brilliant yep. choice. Patron Steve McClellan has one for Rab, Minoru Suzuki versus Mecha Mummy. They're Mecha Mummy. <laughs> Mecha Mummy flew them away from the <laughs> woods for an epic showdown involving fishing and appreciating nature. See, I've not seen this. I need to see this. Ended with Suzuki. Becoming a cyborg after Suzuki Pile drove Mecha Mummy into a river, causing an explosion. See, that's what I want for wrestling. Okay, See, let me tell you something. I just can't, I've been thinking about this a lot in the downtime, and I'm thinking if we get back to doing live wrestling again, I would love to just promote one show, which is just crazy Fucked stuff. Up. Just mm-hmm. crazy stuff. Yep. Jordan Michael, the woo-off between Jay Lethal and Ric Flair. Ric love Flair. that video. I remember that, yep. George Joyce, it's, it's one that sticks in my mind was The Rock was in the ring doing a pro one, Booker T interrupted and Rock replies, who in the blue hell are you? Genuine LOL moment for me. Rock had a lot of funny promos. Andy, Damien Mizdow was always great to watch. Oh my God, I am guaranteed to get funny. a chuckle. The whole commitment to that bit was superb. That was brilliant. See if I'd remembered that one because I thought that was genius, that whole mm-hmm. run. 
Uh, the one and only Davy Blaze has been in touch and says DX when they had to go under the ring to appear at a midget high court hearing. <laughs> Trust Blaze to love that. <laughs> Pure toothers and then a six DX when they were shite, and that's fucking Blaze's favourite. <laughs> Karate Warrior says, I think it was a four way for the WCW title. DDP goes up the turn, buckle to do the pre match diamond cut assembly. The crowd gets a bit too carried away, loses his balance, and goes, I'll so tip to the outside. <laughs> one second on camera, next second gone again. That was accidental. Stu Bro, cut angle with the milk truck. Great. Great stuff. Um, Andy Muirhead, Regal is exceptional when given a comedic performance. Oh, God, I. He's so dry and his mannerisms and timing are perfect. Hands down, my favourite moment was SummerSlam 2007 when he started body popping and Ron Simmons showed up, yep, which I believe was a segment that involved crime time, I'm pretty sure. Aye, uh, that's right. Mad Andy says, Lewis Govan doing a pretty impressive dive at the hydro. The chance of that was shit because a minute earlier, Ricochet flipped off the top rope into the crowd. <laughs> that's funny. Patron Westy, a patron, member of the roster, Westy, good man. TNA, when Grado had a feud with Eli Drake, and Grado's Mexican cousin, Odarg the Great Thunder. Eli Drake, Grado, what do you make of Eli? Oh, I loved working Eli Drake, but he's a prick, really. He's a fucking prick, but we had great chemistry, but so up in his, his own arse, but well, he's so talented, so, so talented. Um, is it because he really has been? I think he's he, been a standout on T on um, fuck you got me seeing TNA TNA all the uh, thing on NWA. He's been a standout. Um, I, he's fucking great, man. He he's so dedicated. His promos and all that. All he does is work on stuff. He's constantly watching promos, getting wee ideas. But he was great. But I mean, he me and him wrestled in a cage. It was old Daddy Great versus um, Eli Drake in a cage, and he just was not interested in it at all. But he came back for it, fucking loving it because the reason why. Get point he said that it was going to be rotten was because just right before we went out, John Gaburik, big, you know, big for tough enough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just before we went out, Eli's Jay's music hit and fucking uh, big said to Eli Jake, You deserve a medal for this. And I thought, Cheeky fat bastard, I'll fucking show you, yeah, can't. We fucking did. It was a great match. Fucking prick. <laughs> deserve a fucking, you deserve a boot in a boss, big. Fucking. Anyway. Well. What's your funniest moment ever in the ring, Guido? In the ring? It's all funny, it's all funny, isn't it? Aye. Tell you what, what, I was pushing myself at um, when I watched that Undertaker documentary, it was fucking Kane's mask and hair coming off (laughs) on that match. That was fucking brilliant, man. Trying to grab the mask and put the mask on, Shawn Michaels fucking punching, he's trying to hold in his laugh. That was brilliant, brilliant. But aye, uh, loads of of funny, loads of funny great stuff. Santino Morella was great in the ring. I fucking thought he was dead, dead funny. You should, you should have wrestled him, mate. I, we tagged each other in um, in Aberdeen. But you never wrestled it? You never no, fought No, no, no. Sometimes it's harder to do the whole fucking comedy versus comedy guy sometimes because then it's just a pure... You know, anything, nah, you just could have done it. You right? just could have done it. You just could have done it. We could have started after you're doing all oh, these guys are doing their comedy thing and then, mate, Right. Gets, you're right. Then you're technical. Right. Then the chain wrestling pops out, mate. But you then don't want to give ten minutes of chain wrestling. Then it's strong style. <laughs> fucking release Germans all over the place. Yeah, that's the way I would have done it. That is funny because we used me and Madman Mad used to do that because everybody knows the comedy guys. And sometimes we would just totally fucking dingy the, the comedy stuff and get right into serious stuff. And folk would find that funny. Aye. You know what I mean? Rather than that was funner than trying to be funny. I was just fucking wrestling for real. They'd piss herself at it. Beautiful. <laughs> You can go wrestling daft, be sporting your very own wrestling daft t-shirt, hoodie, phone cover, trucker cap, or one of a range of Gradle-inspired bum bags. Get them at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. On there you'll find designs such as, I'm a Mark, I'm a take a bum for you, chips and cheese and donner meat, and I'm a wrestler too. 
and brand new to the merch stall, brand new, you can now get the Alexa versus Grado t-shirt. For episode 25, it's Grado asks Alexa who is Graham Steveley. Remember that? Alexa doesn't know who Graham Steveley is. It's well, if you, if you see who plays Alan in two, two doors down, it will say, Graham, Grado, Steveley plays Alan. It's, it's, it's a shortcut, bye. It plays who, Alan? Aye, so no. Aye, Alexa, Alan. who plays Alan in Two Doors Down? Alan was played by Gerardo in the show Two Doors Down. <laughs> you learn your voice to improve your Alexa, Alexa shush. Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, wrap it. Yeah, done, Hen. So check out our range at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft now. Or check out the links on our Facebook page or Twitter at wrestling daft. He's back for a third time. We had to have him back. We love having him here. He's a former. Oh, who doesn't love a trilogy, eh? He's hey? a former. He's a former two-time ICW tag champ, a Rev Pro PCW heavyweight champion, <laughs> one half of the Kinky Party. He's Grado's best pal. Is he your uh, best pal, Grado? Aye, I'd say he's my Everyone's best. Everyone's Grado's best pal. Though, one of your best pals. Hey, one of your best pals. You're telling me Eugene was your best pal a couple of weeks ago <laughs> oh. when I was burying Eugene. He, he, you know what? Speaking of Eugene, I'm glad you brought that up. He once left me at a pub to go off to go share Eugene's room. Right. And you were hanging off Eugene all night. Telling him Fuck, he was hanging off me. Well, come on, he was just as bad, I, be I, honest. I called a spade a spade on that. But then I was like, where's Cradle gone? Oh, he just went back to Eugene's hotel. You left me in the boozer, mate, to go hang around with Eugene. Remember that? Yeah. Do you know what? Ladies, I know ladies and gentlemen, it's Shah Samuels here, by the way. Shah Samuels. <laughs> want to get some good stories. Can we so tell them the, the Apple story? Jeremy one. Can we tell the Apple story? Up to you, mate. Do you want to tell me? Uh, no, well, I, I, I suppose it's. I don't, I don't mind saying what yeah, I'm right. Tell yeah, it. Everyone does it this day. Aye, aye. I mean, I never did this, but I was obviously just doing it to impress Eugene, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what makes it funny. Had, oh, uh, no, you were doing it to impress Eugene? Aye, it was. This is another time Eugene was over. And mm-hmm. obviously Eugene's flight's got in early. So it's great though, because he's travelled down from Scotland. And I think they got there at the same time. They're at the venue for like one o'clock. So, so Grado calls me and goes, Shut up, get here now. The show doesn't start till seven. Shut up, get here now. Get here as soon as you can. So I've got, I've got there, got there about two. In the venue, there's only trainees setting up the ring. The promoter's there. Where's Grado? He's, he's, just, he's outside with Eugene. All right, cool, we'll find him. I'm going, Grado! 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 Then there was these dumpsters, right? There's about three or four dumpsters. This, he's done this. Shaw! Come here! Come here! He's at you by the dumpsters, smoking some weed out of an apple. <laughs> Just to impress Eugene! <laughs> 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 that actually bring, brings me to another point as well. Remember, remember we, I got paranoid one night with one of the hotel receptionists because I decided to date again. I decided to date again. And, uh, you brought me along like, for the ride with me next time. <laughs> six, o'clock, six o'clock in the morning. And, uh, Sabu was at the hotel. Uh, Sabu, Sabu was at the hotel and, and the receptionist was going, oh, was it, did he know say Sabu? That well, guy. That, that American guy. doing the wacky backy. And Grado's gone, is he? <laughs> what room's he in? What room's he in? He goes, I'll deal with it, it's fine. Grado said, no, no, he's my friend. I'll tell him what to do. I'll tell him you can't do that. Trying to walk. Where is he? Where is he? And the receptionist wouldn't, wouldn't get it. <laughs> but then I got paranoid because I walked in with a bag of apples. And I was going, that reception's going to know what we're doing. He's going to know what we're up to. And you're like, mate, you've just got apples. He's not going to fucking know. I was like, no, hide the apples, hide the apples. 
Oh. Uh, right, so Eugene, obviously, we spent a lot of time with him in this period. I think it was what end of 2015. Right. So we ended up going to Germany with him. We hung about. We had a great time. It was a WXW, wasn't it? Aye, with Russo as well. Yeah, yeah Russo. Yeah, so it's me, Eugene, Grado, when the Russo on a fucking Ryanair flight, which is funny in itself. I don't. Know Aye, that that blew the mind, didn't it? Russo on a Ryanair flight. But then we so we're at the hotel and Eugene's talking to us all night, you know, just about himself, I mean, which was upsetting for Grado because he couldn't talk about himself. But Eugene is just writing off all these stories. Then he starts, oh, I know where goes this. My matter of Triple H was the shits. <laughs> I've never seen it, right? And, and it, Grado's going, no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. I'm like, the shits. It was my one chance and I blew it. <laughs> oh, it was good, it was good. Tell him, it was good. I haven't seen it. I've gone, beautiful sympathy. <laughs> beautiful sympathy. Fuck off, it was the shits. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> he goes, shark. So we go outside, he goes, you've never seen it in a match, have you? I went, I haven't got a clue what he's on about. I haven't got a clue what he's on about. So how's the injury, Shah? How's it, how's it, how's it going? Are you healing up? I'm, I'm, I'm healed. I, think. I mean, a week before lockdown, they were, they were very optimistic. But that was my last appointment. I was meant to go weekly. And obviously, it's, I can't go, but I feel great. I mean, I'm training twice I mean, a day. What is it? Hmm? What was your injury? <laughs> it was a multitude of everything. <laughs> it was my head. Aye, that's right. But it's, <laughs> head was one of them. But the, the, yeah. there was a scare, wasn't there? But everything the doctor said yeah. to you, look, everything's brand new, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, I've got a report and said it's all good. The main right. reason I'm saying this is because it all depends on where I want to end up in employment because they're, the, mm. they're the reason I had to take the injury I don't if I can right. talk about you know it or mean, not no, that's I mean. fine I, f- I think everybody can put two and two together but it's not as if you're saying that you're yeah. brand new you're sorted you're sorted but yeah. um, I mean we're fans only daft sure. we're fans only daft I don't know but let's put the truth I don't mind saying it. I was signed in January for WWE and then because of the injury they uh, didn't count outside my contract so but they said um, see how you are in six months and then they were looking to maybe be signing me. But the world broke, so I don't know where I stand. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to take, but it's, yeah, it's one of them things. I'm sure it'll be fine. I mean, I'm prepared now to have another good run. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm focused on getting back on the indies. I want to have another good indie run. I want to continue doing the thing with Jack Jester and the Kinky Party. I mean, we've got a great idea for me and Grado to do down south that I really want to do. And it's stuff I won't be able to do. If I was doing um, NXT UK, so I've got to be optimistic and positive. Well, it is. I mean, it is. I, I think I said to you before, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing in a sense. The fact that you're missing this time wrestling, but so is yeah. everybody else. Everyone. Yeah. It's like you've. It's, it's going to. It's, it's going to be like you've not really been missing that much yeah. by the time I'm everything like, comes back. You know. What selfishly, I mean? is knowing everyone gets injured, they want that big comeback for their ego. That's one thing I'm not going to get is the big comeback. And right. I did have a good comeback sorted, which was meant to happen May 8th for RevPro. But unfortunately, we couldn't do it because of what's happening in the world. And I think it'd be too far gone to play, play it off now, what we was going to do. So it's just be like, I'm back. Let's, let's get, get back to work. Yeah, sure. What I've noticed in the last couple of days is with people on my Facebook that are living in America, promoters and stuff, they're starting to advertise shows in America. Like, it looks like... Th- Shows are going to probably be happening this weekend, more or less. 
Well, here's a, here's an idea that you can do over here. You know, like I've seen like some stand up places, they limit their audience. So, so like, there's a venue for 400 people. They allow 200 people in. But how they get away with that is do two shows. They've got the venue all day. So you do like a 3 p.m. show and a 7 p.m. show. Get what I mean? So they've got the same amount of people. They did the one show. They're not really losing much. So wrestling shows, if they can't afford to pay all the talent, do two shows. And then day. you have to fucking do two matches? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You do half the sh- You do like a five-match card, 2 p.m. to three, um, to, to 5 p.m., Two hours break, then different set of wrestlers. You get what I mean? Aye. Uh, but do you know what I mean? It could work. It's, an idea, it's something to think about. I don't know. Uh, I've been out on all those. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I think you idea for. I think in America and stuff, you might see a lot of outdoors events over the Aye. summer. I think yeah. that's probably going to be um, one of the ways things get back. Obviously, it's harder in the UK to do an outdoor event just because of weather. Wrestling needs crowds. Yeah, rest. I don't know what you, everyone's thoughts on wrestling right now, but it's not the same, is it? No, it's not the same. It is not the not same. Not the same at all. I, I respect mean, everyone who's working on them shows, working their ass off. Drew is probably the one of the going to go down as one of the best champions in history. But as soon as he's got that belt, he's had the most to deal with, right? Yeah. And but he's still putting in performance after performance after performance without a crowd. And greater us as wrestlers, we know how painful that must be for him to go through without the adrenaline from the crowd. Oh, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. So I, I think he's, he's dealing with it very well. But as a whole, I don't reckon, I reckon wrestling definitely needs a crowd. I mean, I mean I and you know, wrestling can be awkward, right? Some people can't trash talk or be convincingly upset. So when, there, when there's no crowd to drown out the noise and you're doing stuff in between, like, Come on, then. Let, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> it would, it would suit you, though, Shat. It would suit you, though, I, right? I reckon I... Yeah, because I'm, I'm loud and I can project. You've always been very verbal in the ring and stuff like that, so it would probably suit you, this style of... I reckon work. it would suit yeah. Definitely. Definitely would suit you. I would just pop <laughs> up and go... It wouldn't suit me blowing out a blow up at my arse. <laughs> 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 oh, no, fucking hell. Wrestling desperately does need a crowd. I mean, the whole scene in general is, gonna, is struggling because of um, so, the pandemic. What are you starting to miss? What do you miss? I miss... Right, I, was, I miss being around the boys at the weekend. Do you? Do you? I, I do. I enjoy travelling to... I w- do it, do you? No, I mess as well. I don't, I don't, you know what I mean? But no. I love traveling up to a show, knowing I'm going to spend three days and hang around with different people, have a laugh nonstop, get to do what I love, make some money doing it, see the fans, which is always good, and get to go, get to go home after being away for three days. My family come to say, oh, you're back, how was it? Blah, blah, I get to rest. I love that whole routine. I I think now I've I've because you're you're laughing and saying oh you don't miss other boys and stuff like that obviously I play it like I can't be asked with everybody and stuff like that but I definitely realised that I have took it for granted yeah. now you know what I mean I day miss that I day miss my music I miss my entrance um I miss I I don't miss getting fucking blown up I don't miss being blown up I miss getting beaten up. <laughs> Is it is it nice being less sore all the time? Is it, is, that, it is good. Right. It is. Good. It feels great. I think my body's feeling normal again. But I know as soon as that first 
happens. That first bump, that first strike, it's going to hurt. It's going to be like the first day of uh, wrestling training again, yep. which is going to be scary. No, I'm not fucking bumped in five years, but I... <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, I'm a lazy bastard. <laughs> right, <laughs> no, right. No, now's the time. Listen, when the eyes Aye. of the world, when the eyes of the world are kind of turned away, the eyes of the world are kind of turned away for wrestling a wee bit, right? So now's now's a good time flying under the radar for me, right? For me to get the the full shakedown and what happened with the world of sport thing because. I kind of feel as if a lot of it is still a wee bit mysterious and a lot of it, I'm a bit confused about a lot of it because it was a thing that was happening and then it wasn't happening and then it was happening again. It happened in a big way and then it wasn't happening again. No, it's time for you boys to open up, right? What happened? What is the story with the world of sport thing? Uh, this is my opinion of what happened. I believe the people in charge... No, but you know, tell them for, let them know for the first time that I contacted you. You remember right. when I first contacted you? I was, I was in a meeting. July 2016. July 2016. Yeah? I was at my butcher shop, serving a customer. Phone call. Great. It says, uh, great, great. It for ringing me. So he, he never rings me. He, he texts. He barely rings me. Yeah. See what's happening. I, I'm at my butcher shop, stinking of meat. He rings me. And when he tells me, I'm going to meet him in ITV. They're going to do wrestling, bring wrestling back. And they want me to help, kind of help get the talent involved. And they showed him a video. He's telling me all this stuff. They showed him a video, what the production's going to be like. Um, a build-up video with like, the World of Sport guys, Big Daddy and all that. And yep. um, he wanted you to tell, like, um, get me in charge of talent, pretty much. Who would you recommend? So he's told me all that. He goes, and you will be there. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you don't. You're, it's very jaded in wrestling. I don't believe it. But he yeah. was saying that. No, trust me. I'm gonna tell him what guys to use. Tell me who do you think we should use, and I'll just make a note of that. And then with the guys I want to use. So he asked my opinion from guys. And I'm sure he asked other people their opinion on guys. And he, he was pretty much the guy that started it, Grado. But when he told me that in July, right? I'm not joking. It was the biggest bunch of bullshit. Like not, not. I'm not because I don't trust you. Does you really? Yeah, well, come on, someone rings you up. You're in your butcher shop, the next thing you know, you're going to ITV wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wrestling's been away for 30 odd years, 40 years, whatever. Yeah, and telly people talk shit all the time. I, mm-hmm. it, it, maybe maybe that this, this is a production company that's serious about it. They might run a show, but I can't see it being on ITV. Yep, yep. That is in my head thinking, that is bullshit. You get what I mean? Yep. Right, so, but then, I'm not joking. I think in August, we got a contact, I got an email. So someone was came to me from ITV, end of end of August or something. Aye, because we recorded. It was a sad folder, first of all. Aye. You run me up and said, "I got an email from check your email, check your spam folder." Well, I did. Guy called Aaron Brown, and then I didn't know who else they wrote. So I said, "He said, come to Manchester, have a meeting with the producers, and everything." I'm like, Fuck. All right. So I went down there. Obviously, I've checked. You know the visitors log. So signing my name in. Checked who else is. I was like, he's shit. He's shit. He shouldn't be on this. Thankfully, they weren't part. <laughs> Thankfully, they weren't part of the show. But I'm like, so I've seen the names. I think, oh, this is going to be a, obviously an interview. Yeah, yeah. Zaiy kicked in, shitting myself. I'm at the fucking ITV studios. This, that, and the other. He's telling me it's fine. Don't worry about it. He's been around this kind of stuff all the time. At the meeting, they told us all this stuff they had planned. 
And to be honest, it sounded amazing. But it started off as a pilot. It was going to be a pilot. New Year's Eve, they want to get the essence of what World of Sport was because it's a brand that they've had for all these buzzwords like brand, this, that, and the other. They were yep. It's a brand they want to rebuild and um, really pay homage to the past as well as create stars for the future. And if the pilot goes well, we'll be doing this a series. And the dream is not just one series. It's every weekend. They wanted to be gladiators. They wanted us to be on action figures, game, lunch boxes. It was, that was all the plan was. Because um, the guy in charge was, what's his name? Um, Tom, Jeremy Carr. Tom, who Tom. was, he was the creator of Jeremy Kyle and Judge Rinder. Judge Rinder, Ninja Warrior. Aye, so it was yeah. all, the, all the kind of stuff. And uh, I you, had... Grader was the only guy out of the wrestlers, and I don't know why I knew this, who had contact with Tom. So we've had this meeting. I'm not, not every day I'm texting this guy. What's Tom saying? What's Tom's? Is this happening? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then next, you know, we get told to keep it a secret. And they managed to get 16 wrestlers, British wrestlers, to keep a secret for a month and a half. Never which happened. was a big achievement. No one told anyone, right? This is where problems happened amongst the, the boys, in my opinion, of everyone else, the boys and girls on the scene, was we would get told, and then they get ready to announce, we, we, <laughs> we get announced that they announced the pilot, and they announced that it's going to be put on ITV on... Uh, New Year's Eve, and then our names will get announced, and everyone's like, I thought we were friends. You couldn't tell me that? Yeah, he, yeah. He passed my details, so we get in all this. Why didn't you tell me? You passed my details on, or what about me? Maybe we haven't even filmed it yet. Let's film it. Let it be good. If it's good, we get a series, then you'll get your chance. You know what I mean? So, um, well, I, I, I say as well, but also, like, it was hard as well for me because people were finding out that I was kind of the middleman between Tom and the wrestlers. And obviously I had gave a big list of wrestlers, but there was also some of the wrestlers that ITV looked up and looked at history or whatever. And I had reasons that they didn't want to book them. So I didn't want to turn around and and tell them, look, they don't want you. you I guess why they don't want you. Yep. I, do you know what I mean? So it was hard for me as well. So I had to fucking sort of kayfabe a lot that I was in the, I don't know, mate, I'm just like you and stuff like that, which, I was stressed out, man. I was totally stressed out about it. I had always calling you. The most random wrestlers contacted me. Obviously, there was my my pals and stuff like that, which I honestly felt terrible about. But they obviously had decided not use them for one reason or whatever. Um, But I mean, I was getting every wrestler under dog messaging me every day. Can you get me on this show? And And it's ruining your experience as well, right? That's one of the reasons why I never answer my phone anymore. Right, because no. ITV, right, I'm showing wrestling. We're, we're the people, not saying, like, our generations brought it back onto ITV. That is a huge achievement. And <laughs> we can't enjoy it because everyone's trying to get a piece. Like, let, let us enjoy the achievement we've, you know, the 16 people have done. Yep. He's getting it worse yep. than everyone. Like, get me on, get me on, get me on. Here's my pictures. Here's my CVs. And what's he meant? He, you know, he can't say, like, they don't want you, mate. You know? And Sha, Sha, you were quite prominent in the kind of promo and the run-up to it as well, weren't you? I mean, you did... Did you know do some morning TV and stuff like that? I did, yeah. I, I did the GM, GM... Good morning, Britain. Um, yeah. They weren't great though for that. They weren't great though for that. But he couldn't do it. It was Pano, weren't it? I don't mean, my. And I was yeah. fucking... Because I was promised Piers Morgan and all that. And I had Piers Morgan in my head and all that shit. What I could do with him and stuff like that. But I had pantomime and there was no way that Ian was letting me go to it. But um, I was like, you need to get shot. As I mean, you need to get shot if fucking you're doing there. He was putting me forward for it anyway. But they put a lot of people that should not have been doing it. They put a couple of people on... I don't want to name names, right? But they put a couple of people on this morning. Well, there was another two. <laughs> huh? 
Who was it, Grado? Was it like Eric was Zach? No, 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 not them two. They were oh. me. That was fine. The, the people on this morning. Oh, right. The, the week uh, before. The, so you nailed was, the GMTV one. The GMTV one was 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 great, but there was people. There was a couple of troops that went on this morning, and obviously it's an intimidating situation. But I got that, you know. They kind of played it too real, you know. The, the ring is the, my temple. I, you know, the ring is my temple and all this. They want you to be full from gladiators. They want you to be fucking... Yeah. Right. And they the were, you know, they were trying to, you know, keep it, you know, we, I'm the wrestler and all that. And I'm like, fucking show a bit of personality, is man. That, Go remember, for Cal, it. When you, when you were on GMTV, there was quite a lot of people who were kind of like, like quite a lot of people online and stuff who were kind of like, ah, this is, this is probably going to be shite. After they saw you on GMTV, I remember them going, hey, this is, that was, that was cracking that bit. Because you, so you <laughs> smashed that. Segment on it, that, I appreciate it. It was him because I was nervous. I've never done national mm. TV in that sense live. So he goes to me, Shaw, be loud, be proud, start making jokes with the camera people, high five people, and you'll get your confidence. And then when you go on screen, you'll be untouchable. Goes, That's the best thing. So I got in there and I was loud with the camera guys, high five, hello to the makeup ladies. You're right, girl, how are you? Good, touch up my face. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> You know, <laughs> and then did that, like, saw diverse, diversity with their fucking their buttons tour, right? Oh, yeah, I know he's not. I love Britain's Got Talent. How are you? Get a picture in a bit. And that filled me with confidence. And then they came in and said, Well, this is what we want to do. I was like, Look, I'm not going to play. I want to be me. I don't want to be now. Yep. I won't swear. And um, I, I started getting a fight with a weatherman off camera, which was good. It, it, it was good. It was a good environment. I really enjoyed it. But it's all just being loud and obnoxious and taking it. We believe if what you're doing is real, it's going to come across that way. Yeah, yeah. You come on TV. Oh, no, I'm a wrestler. And I, uh-huh. I just try, try to, try to, you know, try my best. That's not going to make you be. Like, like we'll see how it. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Hopefully, it will be good. Get there and give it 110. percent Yeah. Ooh. You know, but, but so who was, was it? Who was it that was on that other? Who was that? Who, who was in the other promo stuff? Who was it? Grado. I'm not bad in them. You don't. They're they work in better places than I do right now. <laughs> so we can't say. But there was just some folk, you know, like it was our character to be loud and stuff like that. And she, you know, you know, uh, honestly, the rings, the rings, my temple, you know. And it was all this trying to be, try to get angry with the presenter because the presenter's asking questions like, you know, isn't this all just kid on and stuff like that? No, I can show you my moves right now. Kind of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grab the hoodie. I fucking grabbed the kind of the scruff of the neck and stuff. And, come on, man. You want me to show you about wrestling? So the New Year's Eve show happened, right? Yeah, New that, Year's that, we filmed, I'll be honest. We filmed it, right? So we filmed it. GR, brilliant. Best One of the best experiences of my life. Media City in Manchester. The way it was set up. The, um, the food, the, the runners. Everyone looked up. We felt like stars. Jim Ross was popping in, you know what I mean, giving us a pep talk. Jim Ross gave the best pep talk I've ever been, ever had in my life. How good was that pep talk um, Jim Ross Aye. did, Raylo? It was great. Great. He was brilliant. I can't remember. What did they say? What did they say? Do you remember? Your lockups have to be real. Aye. You have to believe here. I know it says believe here, but you don't have to believe here. Lockups have to be real. Every strike has to be real. You've got millions of people watching you out there. And this is your one shot. I can't do his accent, but he was, all that kind of carry on, and it was, That's your nice heart's going, and then, and then suddenly it goes, the first match is on, and you're all like, ah, fucking, let's do it, ah. screaming. And Great. fear fucks, fear fucks to JR, by the way, because 
Um, somebody I actually wished my happy birthday on Instagram. They they, they tagged a, a video of me beating Dave Massive and fair fair fucks to JR man. He never phoned in with that commentary. It was oh it's a cutter, it's a cutter, it's a cutter. Reno has one. Oh my god! You know he he fucking hit all his yeah. his uh, his catchphrases and stuff like this. He was he was a great commentator. So then we did it. We it, was did over, it. it was over two days. I will say I've got a funny Jim Ross, Jim Ross right. So he's um. We're, do, we're doing over two days. The first day was rehearsals, entrance timings, all that. But Jim Ross is on commentary for it all. So we're going through stuff, what we're doing in the show. That's what we're only comfortable about. When we know a lot of the wrestlers, because they want, the ITV wanted the wrestlers to choreograph their match and date front of the cameras exactly bit by bit what they were going to do. And that just can't happen. Yeah. It just can't happen. You need to feel the crowd. So, you know, we had wrestlers in there trying to do the match that they were going to do and you know and then they're great uh, you know cut right take it back reset bam 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 and JR's sitting out there crab it because he's there he's just came off a plane he's fucking you know I mean he's watching oh he's rolling about the ring like a pair of fannies mm. and he's having to rehearse commentary so it didn't get off the best start with that one didn't he know nah he didn't like, he didn't like and they didn't give him his proper chair they gave him his shitty chair to sit on for like was it hours just to do the run through of his commentary, mm-hmm. but this was the thing was because whatever match was rehearsing in the ring, he was on commentary, but his commentary was on that we could hear it in the green room. Wow! And there was some gold coming out of his mouth. He was playing folk. Fuck it. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> That was great. All the boys could hear it, and then, you know, the boys would come back. How was it? What did you say? I thought you loved it, mate. He loved it, mate. He loved it. And I was like, and I'm like, I had to, I'm about to pull him aside. I was, what did you really say? I can take it. I didn't hear it, man. I didn't hear it. Shut up, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it, was, it, was, it was funny. You hear him groan as well. So they're planning a spot. Like, yeah, he doesn't make sense. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be one of them nights. It's going to be one of them nights. <laughs> so, yeah. Beautiful. But the, but the, show, like, the show went the show, so well, didn't it? It, it, it did. We've got 1.6 million, right? Now, you put that in context, right? ITV, maybe not so much, but in wrestling content, that's yeah. more fire rates than WrestleMania. That's TNXT and AEW. They're getting that combined weekly for our country in America. We beat that in a pilot. Yeah. So yeah. we're getting told this is going to happen. And obviously, after it's aired, they're all happy and stuff. Then we get called in March. That impact wrestling is going to be part of it. So I can uh, take this. Uh, so right, yeah, how did how did this happen? How did so this happen? Getting involved. Work for impact, so he can take it. Well, at that, this point, my visa had expired, right? And it was somebody at TNA that had gave me the advice to say, "Look, why don't you act as a middleman between what? See, I don't want to say that I was the fucking com- big right now. He, he is the god's honest truth. He's the god's honest truth, right? Tom, Tom." Tom was in contact with me back and forth every day. It eventually stopped, right? And has contact I, stopped? I mean him it stopped. The contact yeah. stopped, right? And uh, Tom had eventually texted me back like two weeks later and he says, Look, you're gonna be happy. He goes, Look, we need the money from this company to to run the show. We need somebody to come in and promote it. And he, he says, I can't say who just now, but you will be happy. So then I find out for somebody in TNA that that Jarrett has contacted World of Sport um, and offered these services. And I think Tom was looking for some some sort of funding anyway off ITV to go over the series. So then somebody had told me, look, you, you should do the whole I scrub your back, you scrub my back type ideal. 
I remember I was coming uh, driving back for Aberdeen and Jeff Jarrett phoned me and he says, look, I've put a deal for ITV. I've offered him a deal. He was like, um, can you can you put me over type idea? And so, well, I was like, well, can you get me a contract and our contract with, with Impact? And he says, don't even worry about that. That's sorted. So then I started to connect as a middleman between Tom and Jeff Jarrett. And the, the idea initially was to be that Jeff would get involved and run a show and it was nay the only talk... Uh, Impact of being, being involved was they would get the the footage right. They wouldn't have it wouldn't be a TNA show. There wouldn't be TNA wrestlers on it. They would just acquire the footage. Um, but then our, as months started to go by, it started to be all oh, there's going to be two or three Impact wrestlers. But, but, but was there a money? Was there a money? Said like was did Jeff Jarrett put money in here or did he, he was, just or was he it was, purely? They were going to put in so much percentage. Into, into the tapings, you know, to maybe to like fund, the, fund the three days taping and they would get the, the footage here and uh, merchandise and stuff like this. That's what kind of what they were talking about. Um, but then it got to the, the point where um, ITV announced that they were, well, we're going to be running in Preston, weren't we? Three days in Preston. Three days in Preston. But it was paid shows. So it was taken out of the studio, which was really good, which we all liked. Wow. That was when the first alarm, alarm bells went off, when it was like, it's three days in Preston, which want people to pay, which is 1,400-seat a venue for British wrestling. Very hard sell. So that's yeah, it could be empty. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. Yeah. Aye. So then <clears throat> um, I started to hear wee rumblings that TNA were going to have mere involvement in terms of talent, and I just, as soon as that happened, I went, oh, my God. Because at that point... Period, wrestling, at that point, Impact, no disrespect, Grado, I know you worked there at the time, wasn't... No, it was going down, mate. It was yeah. Jeff Jarrett who just took them over. He had fired everybody. Angle was away. Matt Hardy was just about to go away. Um, you know, there was uh, your Dreamers, your Brodus Clays, all these guys. They were all kind of, they were all, they had all right been ran out of tune. And it was kind of his GWF. Was, amazing, right? yeah, aye, that's right. Yeah. But he's always, all this global wrestling force mob. He was starting to book because obviously it was cheaper oh, for Jeff. Yeah, you had the these folk, and then I can always remember, you know, one night there was a tweet: Impact are going to be involved, and I think like the first wrestler they announced was Bobby Lashley, which you're like, fair enough, right? Bobby Lashley, no bad, no bad. Again, we wanted we wanted it to be British, right? We wanted it to be British, but then we're opening up ideas to right. It's going to be Britain versus America, right? But then I'm thinking to myself, I'm the champ. How the fuck can I go against Bobby Lashley? Do you know what I mean? Like, how the fuck is that going to be? First, it was the press conference, though, right? So we had the press before they announced Bobby Lashley, right? We had the press conference where they announced the series, and we all turned up, and this is what set the tone and made us all fall out bodies, right? We we're doing the press conference. And you could see there was animosity between Jarrett and some of the producers at ITV. I don't think you mind me saying this. So, you know, when Jarrett's trying to produce the segment where we're doing the pull apart and the press conference, and then you've got, um, who's, who's not Tom? Simon, was it Simon? The other one. Butlins, Evan, love him. him. That's Simon, yeah? He's just a man in bunts. Yeah. There, there was one wrestler that I recommended, and I said, look, he's really good, he can go. He's a top athlete. He's been doing it for years. And he just went, I'm sorry, Gredo, but he's just a man in punts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, he's obviously, I, I get this, that Simon doesn't like Jeff Jarrett. Did you get that impression at the press conference? Because he's saying, Jarrett's, we're not allowed to punch in World of Sport. No head strikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prime time TV. So, 
Jarrett's going, and you punch this guy here, you punch him there, you punch yourself there. And then Simon's like, excuse me, excuse me. They can't punch. They know that here. They can't punch. They can't punch. Someone didn't tell him. They can't punch. <laughs> and he's like, Jarrett's like, all right, sorry. Yeah. That's right. Can't throw a punch, apparently. You know, what is it? I was like, is there some heat there? Because this Aye. is weird. So we're and, getting told, and we're all paraded out for this press conference. And Jerry Borax was doing the answering the questions for the press and the audience. And again, it seemed like this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Then they announced Bobby Lashley. It's going to be good. But also, Nick Aldis was at that press conference as well. And that kind of, I mean, we all love Nick. Nick's great, but we're just like, what's he doing here? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, he wasn't in his before wrestling the NWA title or anything like that. What, we, we were all being told to put in our wrestling gear, and he, he refused. So straight away, that's set up a bit of a... Aye. You know what I mean? So Look he's, looking cool. he's looking cool as a cat, and he's fucking three-piece uh, suit. And, you know, cunts are walking about with fucking gimp masks on, and, you know, their bellies hanging yeah. out and stuff like that. We kind of was like, come on, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm not joking. So I announced Bobby Laxley, which is good. I don't know so how to get so it felt like a kind of us and them thing. Yeah. And, uh, we, could, we could have played off that. It could have been a good story. America versus UK. We could have played off that. They filmed vignettes for all of us. We sat down and spoke with the, the TV guys. They made little packages for us. Yep. It's all going. They announced Bobby Lashley is coming. WRS and the straw the water cam was back. You, well, you, it was Co- Congo Kong Congo is coming Kong. to Impact Wrestling. And no, coming, coming to, to WRS Coming, no, coming to ITV, Kong, I was like this. I'm not joking. Text you, I went, this is fucked. This mm. is fucked. Two days later, cancelled. No, not cancelled, mm. postponed. We're all, all the guys that are on that, more or less in a bit of a depression, right? Well, not, obviously, don't want to make light of that, but we're sad, we're down. So we've all backed WOS. What's happening while WOS is doing this series of impact? Um, the UK's just like, they've just crowned... Uh, Tyler Bate is the champion. Him and Pete Dunne have toured a house down at NXT UK. They just announced some um, uh, tapings. They're doing more WWE UK stuff. And the, we 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 committed to WOS. Whereas when we're watching, which at the time the guys at WOS were considered the A team in the UK. Yep. And we watch all the other guys. We're all getting forgotten about now. The guys on WWE UK are all up here, legit turning to stars. WWE have made them stars. So that was hard to take. Nothing in the horizon. Then from there, what culture cancelled 10 shows? Five-star wrestling started cancelling shows. It was in the same meeting. That summer, I lost so much money from wrestling. A lot of us wanted to quit. But then what happened with um, a glimmer of hope? But but why why did the postponement happen? Why did that initial postponement happen? Was it because of the WWE making moves in the UK? No, it it was... It just completely broke. It broke down with Impact and I... Right. It's like Jeff was like, look... The relationship collapsed. Mm -hmm. The relationship clashed on money. We found out from Tom. Tom said, look, I had to pull the plug when I did. Because if I didn't, there might have been not another series. This would have been one and done. Whereas you want to have potential to have a few more. Yeah. Right? So... They pulled their plug, and then we didn't know what was going on. We thought dead. Then obviously behind the scenes, they're trying to get the money sorted for another series. I always used to say to Grado, text Tom. It's been two months. And you would you stay in contact with him, didn't you? Yep, aye. Yeah, and then the next thing you know, with like three weeks' notice, we get a call. We get an email saying, the series is happening in May. We're filming in May 2018. So 
just under a year of being upset, bitter, angry that something that could have been so good wasn't happening. It's but also at the same time we're depressed, but at the same time we had that kind of feeling in the back of our minds, look, it's going to happen, don't worry. We're going to get on ITV, it's going to be an absolute hit. Well, when, 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 did the, when did the first talk happen? When did you get that phone call for Grado again, Sha? Middle of 2016, wasn't it? The first phone call, July yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. July 2016, and then you were filming the series in May 2018, is that yeah. right? Aye. We did the pilot. Oh, we filmed the fight in November. Well, right, weirdly, weirdly it's probably kind of standard for telly stuff. Like, that's that's what even... I always used to say to Shat, and that's yeah, what I always used to say to the wrestlers. I'd go, look. I understand that, but because I'm close with Grado, all the boys, all the girls who are part of the show are telling me what's the deal with Grado. So, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I now know that TV, it, it takes a long time to get a series on board, right? But to us, it's wrestling. We're seeing... Like I said, NXT UK is just skyrocketed like that. Yeah, and was the world was the world of sport contract construct? Was it structured so that you couldn't perform on a WWE show? Was it was it yeah, was, it was, was it an exclusive yeah, deal? Exclusive I mean, deal. I, I we think the rest on the Indies, but this is the thing: that the contracts originally stated that we had to get changed. You couldn't run shows with more than a thousand people. I was like, no, that has to change because British wrestling is good right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're giving me a lump sum for a series. But weirdly, I mean, that's a TV show. I mean, that's that's quite unprecedented, really, when in terms of TV contracts that they would that they would write anything like that in a TV contract. You know oh, what I mean? It, you couldn't like if you were only standards, where well, they would tell you, well, you can't be in any other telly program. You know what I mean? I, or it's. Uh, I mean, I had to get my agent to sort out because it said in my contract, look, you can't perform on BBC, you can't perform on Channel Four, and I says, look. You know, I've got a fucking TV show on BBC, blah blah blah. But yep. he, Tom always just, I do, you, you, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, don't worry about it. I don't know whether that just came for the mega head folk, and they just wanted to make make sure that nobody done the show, then straight away done like fucking snog marry avoid. You know what I mean? Yeah, or come yeah, down I mean, with me or something like that. I think that was a kind of issue with that. Much. <laughs> I think some of them did. Um, but then, this really got this really got interesting is when when we finally did the series. This was. They obviously wanted the original crew back who did the pilot. Yep. As soon as they started interviewing people again, I went up there for another meeting. And I, was like, and I, I said straight away, this is something I've wanted because I've been great. I've wanted this for years. Like, since they told us, we wanted it. One series. It, they give us this one series. Who knows what's going to happen? So I'm committed, very much committed to doing this one series. So I signed pretty much straight away. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing it. But then like, all the guys that are on the original got signed by NXT. NXT UK started signing everyone. Then they started signing the guys that even they had interviewing just in passing. They signed a lot of the, the guys as far as I'm aware. Like the Coffees who were meant to be on it, Kenny Williams. Yep. Kenny Williams. They tried to get Rampage Brown. Rampage Brown was out that way. I mean, he'll... He'll yeah, he's a, he's a, he went, nah. He, he, Smith, knocked, he knocked WWE back. He knocked, yeah. yeah. He knocked WWE back to do the World of Sport hang. I mean, uh, I mean, I always think this is my uh, theory. But it, it did go... It, sorry, Shaq, but it did get to the point where it was like, fuck... Who's left? Mm. Right we before we start, we had to come up with contingency rosters. Remember that? Maybe we can mm. get him to replace him. Right. It happened, they needed to have a definite roster in like a three-day period. It all happened so quick. But this is did the thing, is right. This is my. Did, did, did it feel? Did it feel like? Did Did it feel for you that the WWE had seen what was happening with World of Sport and had accelerated what they were doing with 
WWE UK and NXT UK? Did it feel I, I, like that? Yeah, I reckon it... they, the, the plan was always they're gonna this is they're gonna do this everywhere. They're, they're, they're gonna yeah, yeah. Their, their brand of wrestling will be everywhere, and I think that has always been their goal. But, but they definitely seem to start moving faster. When yeah, World of Sport happened. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon that is the case. That's Ooh, not bad. I, I don't blame sure. them. It's smart business on their part. Uh, yeah. But it was, it, was, it was drastic being on the other side and seeing, because we all became friends doing that pilot and the, all close. And a lot of us do ICW that are on that pilot. We all did it. We were all very close. Yeah. And we lost, uh, we lost I mean, look at JR. Look at JR. They signed JR to a contract yeah. to stop him today in World of Sport. So we, we, when we, when this is going back to 2017. They've announced the deal with him. Um, the impact, the series is coming. JR gets a job. Straight away. Yeah, in 2017. Like, two weeks later, he was, he was in WWE UK commentating, wasn't he? Yeah. You just offered him a guarantee. Yeah. It, was, it was crazy. But I mean, it's crazy, but it's totally Te- understandable. Textbook WWE, don't it? Textbook WWE. Textbook WWE. But I mean, we all... Before the series, um, so we've done the series and we actually remember, we actually thought to ourselves, the very last day of the tapings, they had been working behind scenes. We had been getting footage to, you know, like people doing their workouts. Oh, we filmed so much stuff. This stuff, man, this, this, this gritty footage. And they showed like a preview video on the last day and we couldn't have been any more pumped because if you're going back and watch it, rather, it is a... Can scream up. I illegally, I illegally filmed it on my phone. They said no phones. <laughs> I'm not an Australian one, so I took it on my phone and filmed it. So you got all yeah. the roster watching it on the big screen. So it's like it's like a comic con or something. They're not the end of all going, yes, fucking all cheering. It's a beautiful video. I mean, I'd love mm. to share it, but I don't know what to uh, would. But wasn't it like that? The atmosphere. It was brilliant. But we're yeah. just so and, pumped. And then, yeah. then again. I reckon it is a case of television, television people doing a wrestling show instead of wrestling people doing a television show. Well, that was exactly it because we knew right, right, right for the first episode that they done, it was like watching it on a fucking speedboat, like yeah, nope. the camera I mean, flashing to the crowd and just the wavy cameras. And there yeah. was a couple of cool shots. They had a couple of like cameras in the buckle. They had cameras above the this, ring. This ruined it. You remember this? So a lot of good ma- All the matches got cut. So. The Hills, right? I know we can say this kind of stuff when it's a wrestling podcast. The Hills couldn't give heat to the baby faces because that is too one-sided. So all the heats in all the matches were cut. So straight away, all the edited to you get a strike, this and that's a heat. Pan to the crowd. Then and then stalking the opponent. Pan to the crowd. Another strike, then a little cut. You can never get the full match going because they had to cut. The heat out. You have to cut strikes to the head out. Yeah. Um, when they're on the floor, you can't attack them. This is all stuff that you can't put on ITV, apparently. So why, why put on a wrestling show? Or give us the list of rules and we'll work around it for you. Yeah, yeah. And it was... And, and I mean, week, it just, every week, every Sunday morning, man, it was like... I hate it. I was embarrassed. Like, I'm proud of what I've done. We're proud of what we achieved. Proud of the show. But it was fucking horrible. The abuse, the abuse it was getting. Because I mean, I mean, wrestling fans hated it, and the punters just never watched. I just didn't believe it was like it's hard now for for children to, to be in a house at five pm on a Saturday night. When somebody made interested in their iPads and watching. Was it Oni and Elsa, the fucking two Barbie dog things and all this carry on? You know, people unpackaging fucking Christmas presents. That's what the Waynes love to watch now. It's hard, that kind of. 
era when people when Wayne's watched though. the telly at 5pm it's that's all we know but I mean every week the ratings would just go down and down and down but at the same time but the, the content no, but of the show just goes the board on the iPlayer player they did well I know, they did well. it's still done compared to the numbers. A million, a million I, a week across both platforms. I think the lowest but, we got, what, what was it, maybe 800,000 or something like that? Yeah, 800,000 lowest. And what was, right. what was, what was their next season ratings this week in America? Right. 600, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's doing this. So what did they say at the end of the series? Like, how did they, did they say we might come back or did they kind of go... Well, we had the tour. We had the tour. That's right. We had the tour. Like the, tour. the tour was, was amazing. The, it was like the. Well, he, he, I'll tell you one thing about World of Sport, right? WS, right? We watched the show. We, the series we were only thrilled with, right? Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you something, right? We done, that, we done that tour and we showed up to the, the first night. Uh, I can't remember if it was the first night. Sha, was it Plumber or something like that? No, Southampton. 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 The place was packed, Rab. The place was absolutely packed. And you want to know what? See the fans, they knew every wrestler and other gimmicks in the ring. We thought nobody's watched us, they're not going to know Hoffies. They know Creator's gimmick, they know Shaz gimmick, they know, you know what I mean? They, they just, Aye. there was an audience that watched it, there was Wayne's, and we'd done the, 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 the meet and greets after the show, and you'd get families that go, Oh, I felt like stars. You did feel like stars. My boy did, 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 hasn't taken this after planner. He loves it. He loves it. He thinks she's all great. And that was really an eye opener because obviously we were used to getting the shit online after wrestling fans, but you're forgetting that there's a tiny powerful. proportion. It's that thing mm-hmm. in it. It's like what you read online is a tiny, tiny, and really unbelievably tiny proportion of the, the, the full audience that watches something. This time we realized well. So, what me and Grado are having a fag, a fat cigarette outside the back as we do at shows. Then we see a family. Two, two families walking down. And with, sorry just, um, to bother you, sir. Can we get a picture with huge fans? And we're like this. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? The realisation that we can't be smoking out the back if this I'll is... I'll tell you something. Doing. Thank God they weren't walking by when you were crouching down behind a bin with an apple. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, boys, we're going, to have to, we're going to have to wrap up this interview. It's been, like, it's been it's brilliant. Been getting, but, I mean, but, yeah. right, so the tour happened, but was there a final... Was there a final moment where you knew, well, oh, that's it, it's definitely... No, no, I was still waiting to see these straw. The final straw is when they start TV, put AEW on the TV. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. That was that. That was that. One thing I was saving on for is, right, they turned up to the Blackpool show on the tour. We had the 2,000 people there. It looked better than NXT oh, TakeOver oh. Blackpool. It looked better than that. Look amazing, crowd, the family, all everything noisy, beautiful atmosphere. That the executives saw that, but we might have a chance, a slim chance, they might do another series. Then they put AEW on the TV, and so it was like, nah, they're not gonna. Then why would they waste money when, when AEW giving this footage for free? Yeah, so, I mean, just, yep. makes no sense. And that's yeah. what we're talking about. That's a brilliant interview because I think that's the first time anybody has probably heard a good, full, thorough story about how the world of sport thing happened. And I think it's oh, important. I'm, I'm, I'm going to lie to you. It, it, it bothers me. So I'm bothered in the way that I feel like I can never publicly be proud of what we achieve. I, get, I keep saying this. ITV, British Wrestling and ITV is an institution in this country, right? Generations know about it and we got it back. Yeah. We can never put a picture on Instagram or tweet us how proud we are because we will get slagged off and slated for it. So true. And it's one thing where I'm proud of. Uh, I wish it ended up better, but... But I also think, but I genuinely think it's not just about that. I genuinely think you gave WWE a fright. I genuinely think you gave them a fright when you did that. 
you know? And I think that's something, the fact that this massive organization saw this and went, we need to move now, you know what I mean? mean, It's something in itself, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure a lot of the guys, even the guys that work there, I mean, can't be naive enough to know that. Maybe it, won't be, it wasn't the entire reason because WWE always had this plan to go in all these other markets. Yeah. But they cannot sit there and say that the fact that World of Sport coming back to ITV was a little spark, spark, spark of a match. So like, oh, definitely. That spark of a match. We spoke yeah. to guys in WWE that said, look, the, you know, WWE... Oh fucking make the the wheels are in motion right now. They've heard the whispers even before the pilot was announced. They knew that we were in talks to get wrestling back on TV. There was Stooges gone back to WWE. Yeah. There was people that worked in ITV that had contacts in America, and they were saying, "Look, this is what's happening yep. in the UK." And they would just put the they put the fucking breakdown, the the gas down. Maybe say, "Pedal this." <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for coming on it's your third appearance thanks for having me again I can't Listen, wait we, for round four yeah you'll be back for round four because we've still got loads of stuff to cover Definitely, with you but that, that was, was beautiful to hear that, that story man that was brilliant, brilliant to hear that thank you very much thanks, thanks for having thanks me thanks so much Sha. so but just all we need to do now is decide who our listener of the week is great our listener of the week is going to be I think Longy the guy with the giant haystack story the guy you get hit and he'd giant his tank lollipop. Aye. that's a belt. Get the belt on him. Get the strap on Lungy. Get the belt on the biggie in this Get week, the mate. strap on Lungy. Uh, so, look, remember, we now go twice a week. So you can catch us on a Friday, me and Gredo, and the Marks podcast on a Tuesday. Who this week, we got a couple of questions in with the champ himself, Drew Mantine. Uh, remember, it's a review. Rate us, subscribe on Apple or get us on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Gredo knows all about Apple's. Also, remember to get on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft to check out the video version. Why not buy yourself a t shirt? Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. This is me and Grado's uh, bread and butter. I need to sell this merch. So, Grado, what's your plans for the rest of the week? Uh, work. Rest. Aye, working. Working, Dane Radio. Suddenly, somebody's talking to John here or something. Sorry, He's... a small child is running to the room and stole my wallet. Finley! Stole your Finley. wallet? Write it down, go. You're ruining, ruining the podcast, go. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. It's a beautiful wee family moment to end on. Such a sweet guy. John. Beautiful. Right. Uh, up yourself. Up yourself. It's yourself. Up yourself, aye. Up the road. Up the road. It's yourself. It's yourself. It's yourself. Uh, listen, the, uh, I'll send uh, you a picture of that award, right? Aye. Fucking get it out of you. See you later, trips. See you later, guys. Congrats. congrats. Bye-bye. Audio Frontier. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.